Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet and kind and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. Dang it, I used my greeting on the last episode. Alex Finn. I'm looking at dog pictures. Someone help me. And Samson Davis. Uh, well, I'm here. So that's that. The sun's out. Sun's out, bun's out. Wow, great energy, guys. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I am on my, like, second major coffee. Mm. And there are so many cute dogs. I've had three gigantic mugs of coffee this morning. My Vivance has fully kicked in, so I'm ready to go. Oh, we're all going to die. <laughs> oh, fuck, TPK episode. <laughs> and if you want to TPK your players, why not do it with Die Hard Dice? Die Hard Dice, they are an online purveyor of wonderful math rocks for you to use in your gaming experiences. Not necessarily TPK, but if you want to be ready to play at your best. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Die Hard Dice has got the cool designs for you to buy and get. They've got cool Fae-themed ones. they got vampire ones. If it's still Halloween when you're listening to this, or at least around there, those should be up. they got little critlings, little tiny little metal adorable dice. they got a bunch of stuff. So go on there, find the dice that set that's perfect for you. And when you go to checkout, use our code EXPLORERSWANTED. Just type that in at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's a high-quality product for a little bit cheaper. And you're helping to support the show. So go do that, please. Done. Yeah. And as an added benefit, they are a small business. So you're not giving this money to like Chessex or something like that. They are a boutique <laughs> dice manufacturer. Put a little note in the checkout. And reasonable prices, too. Not like the $100 craft dice that you get, which are also awesome. But also $100. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always heartbreaking to see a cool design and then see it's like 170 bucks. It's like, oh, maybe not. Maybe I'll just yeah. be sad forever now. Yeah, yeah. But not with diehard dice. Go buy their shit. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's at least 17 bananas. <laughs> oh, and I will do a plug again for their, I think they're called After Dark Sets. So you can combine them with this like clip-on UV light for your dice tray, but they glow in the dark uh, with this UV light. They like yeah. shine. It's UV reactive. I thought maybe dice. you tossed them out on the bed like rose petals for a romantic <laughs> evening. <laughs> Or, you know, D4s, if you're into that. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Safe word is dump stack. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a bad safe word now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's how you pooped on. <laughs> yeah. No, dump stat is how you say more. No, I was thinking, I need a dump stat. <laughs> <laughs> so, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Alex. Yeah, so things happened. You were there. <laughs> okay, I'll actually elaborate, I promise. <laughs> Good start. Good start. So there we were in the old hideout that we had abandoned after we realized it had been compromised because we were squatting on squatters on squatters on squatters all the way down. Anyway, so we realized that the monsters we have now researched, they're jail keepers? Yes? Zookeepers. Okay, zookeepers, yeah, same difference. Jailers, that's what Okay, called. jailers, they can get out of the male scones anytime they want. They were just in there to be polite. And now we have told them, F you, we have your hand, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, oh yeah, we have your geeth. And we're like, nah, we have geeth now. And they were like, well, we're coming out to reclaim what was once ours. And we're like, oh. And so we decided to run instead, as you do. 
And, of course, when any encounter with the jailers and Esri, Esri got grabbed again. <laughs> yes. And once again was like, yeah, I know their blood is acidic, but let's do close combat, something that would definitely make them bleed. <laughs> Esri is definitely a monster magnet mm, in this campaign. So far. She's run into a lot of mm. monsters. And you're just like, this is something we're going to have to be concerned about. And she's like, I don't know. This is just who I am as a person. And so after being grabbed and shotgunning them, I imagine it's like under the jaw and like the dam. And then, oh, no, it's raining on me. And then she escaped. And Magpie was just down the hall. And she's like, mm, should I abandon Esri and just be like, oopsie doodle? Or should we stay and see if we're fighting this out? And Esri's like, we're fighting this out. And so for the final time, we did the turret. But this time, we actually used it. This was not one of those other times where it's like, okay, back it up, back it up. We managed to kill it and not die from the just raining explosion of blood and gore, which I was proud of. So we decided to take the turret, even though it was done. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. And to get us a Tupperware of monster bits. And we went back to the new hideout. And Ilsen was walking around, do-do-do, kind of looking for Yasmin, kind of just doing what Ilsen does until Ilsen's shadow, personal ghoul, I almost wanted to say buddy cop, but we're not at that level yet, <laughs> showed up and was like, yo, and Ilsen wanted to like have a repertoire, but the buddy cop was like, no, work-life balance. You're not in my life. You're my work. And slapped Ilsen several mm-hmm. times on that wound we created, <laughs> which was hilarious for us, not Ilsen. Mm-hmm. And after that happened, we made it back to the hideout where, yeah, Yasmin's back, but suspiciously has sore shoulder. Hmm. What does that mean? We think. It could mean a lot of things, honestly. She could have gone and did like a rage workout and tweaked something. We don't know. Because Esri was like, I'm going to respect your boundaries because you don't want to explain where you were. But I'll be over here. And then Magpie came back after storing the body parts in her house. And was like, yo, you can't use this path anymore because you fucked it up so much. And they're like, okay, cross it off on the map. And then Ilsen, still wandering about, ran into Ferdinand, who's like, howdy. And she's like, oh, fuck, my pockets. Yeah, that's where we ended. I'm, I've drunk a lot of coffee. Yes, that is all accurate. <laughs> the motivations behind things are not always accurate, but the substance of what happened is correct. Yes. Yeah. So Ferdinand has just given you a little bow and greeting, Ilsen. Oh, hi. You know, I was actually looking for you, so this is perfect timing. Oh, I'm flattered. I knew you'd come around. Uh, not that, well, whatever. I, we have a missing friend. A friend? Oh. And Ilsen will briefly describe Yasmin. Oh, the young lady I met before. Yes. She seems sweet. Oh, you met her. Okay. Yeah, she was with Esri and Magpie. Well, she's missing, so... Oh, that's concerning. So, off chance, have you uh, seen her around since you last saw her with Esri? Seen? Yes. Talked to? No. Where was she? I think you should really ask her for something like that. Seemed very private. I would love to. Where is she so that I may ask this question? Well, I'm not sure I lost track of her after I saw her. Where? Oh, down here. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. um, Let's just say she was... Engaging in some odd physical activity. Ah, she taking boxing lessons. Is this like a private thing or is she okay? Is she fine? 
She seemed fine when I saw her. Okay. Was she using protection? <laughs> Important question. <laughs> All right. So we saw her down here. <sighs> All right. I'll stop being coy. She was on the stairs. She was on the stairs. Going up or down? She was coming in from the stairs. So I don't know which direction she came from. Ah, interesting. Okay. That is helpful. All right. Then if I could just completely change tracks here for a second. Do you know anything about uh, what the Briskers have been dealing with the past couple of days? Oh, yes. They're very upset. Ah, so you have heard. Oh, yes. Do you know what happened? Somebody stole something from their warehouse. Yes. And do you know what it is and what happened to it? I don't know where it is now. I know it was an artifact. There had been rumors. There were some very wealthy buyers floated around. I don't know who had the deal, but there were a number of individuals from the surface city that were looking to purchase it. I will say, I don't know the details since I wasn't involved in their acquisition or brokering of the deal, but everything I've heard is that it was worth a sizable sum. And some very talented thief got it out from their warehouse right under their nose. So impressive. So cool. Yes, and uh, kind of... Fairly exchange information. Myself, Magpie, and Esri as well, presumably, are kind of the Briskers' number one suspects on this acquisition. Really? Yes. Why would you be their number one suspects? Because uh, so weird. the artifact went missing the night that we had uh, arranged to meet with the Briskers on a separate job. Oh, that does look bad, especially with you and Magpie's professions. Yes. Awkward. We seem to have somewhat successfully convinced them that we could not have taken it, but now we are trying to find the thief ourselves. Ferdinand cocks his head to the side and says, That's impressive. Can I insight that? Does that mean something? Sure. Give me a 12 insight roll. Well, actually, his level, no, but his intention is not necessarily to be secret about this. So, 12. I kind of hope we're going to rest soon. He's going to put a level of effort into this. So now it's a 9. 3. He just sort of blinks at you. You know that he's trying to tell you something with that, but... You're not sure what it is. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so if you have any information on the uh, artifact, where it is, who may have wanted to go around Brisker's back in acquiring it? I would say that it would take a particular set of skills because that warehouse didn't have much in the way of windows and they guard their doors very well. It's almost like a ghost just went straight through the walls. Hmm. So weird. Do you know who the thief is? He grins. He's like, I have my theories. I try to keep tabs on everything that happens in our industry. Who are your uh, top choices? Do you think maybe this was the finger? Could be the finger. I only know a few people with the skills to pull off something like this. Or rather, that have the skills and are daring enough to do it. Could be the finger. Could be someone very close to you. Could be, well, no... She's out of town and he died. Maybe someone else, maybe a new player. <laughs> it wasn't you, was it? <laughs> no, I that I was not aware of the existence of this artifact. And I, on the same night, although if it is worth a lot of money, maybe, but... Yeah. But no, I uh, unfortunately was unaware of all this until we were brought in. That's sad to hear. Maybe you're not as close as I thought. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. Now... I was hoping to run into you, I'll say. Of course. And what were you hoping to accomplish? Well, I have a job. And it's not a solo job. I would need other skilled professionals. And are you offering a position? 
Well, I'm curious if you're interested in work right now. I would need to know more information. He winks and says, Can I trust you, Ilsen? <laughs> uh, you have no reason not to. Mm-hmm. He pauses for a moment at that. To give me some sort of social role of six. Mm. I'm not really lying, so I guess I'm just going to take the six straight. Fourteen. He kind of leans in close. This is an exciting one. It's a train heist. Ooh, so cool. Dan, you magnificent bastard. Ilsen tries to keep herself from vibrating in excitement. A train heist. Are the screamers the trains that are in the city, or are those the ones that go out? The droners are in the city. Okay. Uh, is this on a uh, droner or a uh, scream screamer? That's what makes this fun. It's a screamer. Okay. I want, I want this. I want to be a part of this. I could get it into a lot of trouble if I am, if it is known I have left the city, so. Well, then don't let anybody know you've left the city. Yeah. Duh. Interesting. I'll tell you this. For this to go down correctly, the job has to be at the end of this week. That's when the cargo will be coming through on the train. We retrieve that cargo, get it back here to my fence, and we could be splitting a take of 3,000 shins. I am. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right. It's a shame I was hoping to run in the magpie, too. I think she would be good for this one. She should be meeting up with me soon, so stick around. You'll probably find out. All right. All right. And uh, we could use some muscle as well. So I was thinking Esri, but Esri seems... I don't think she likes me very much. <laughs> I it's, I don't think it's personal. I think that's just um, the life she's living. She can't really be super trusting towards strangers that just appear out of alleyways. You know. Oh, I see. City life. I see. There. It's a shame. You know, it takes sometimes to be in our profession where we are so often independent workers. There's something satisfying about group work sometimes. Mm-hmm. After all, Magpie and I have worked together on many things, and it's always been a fruitful endeavor. Also, what what's she like on a job like that? Oh, we banter like old friends, but our skills complement each other well. Sometimes we've worked together deliberately. Sometimes I've had to be creative about the partnership, but she always delivers. How creative? Creative in what way? Oh, there have been times where she's not planned on working with me. We've had times where we've run into each other, but we've always found a way to make it work, even if we're on different jobs. I see. I'll talk to Esri. If what we can gain is, as you say, then I think that she will want that to support her people. All right. Yes, please do share. And, uh, oh, here they come now. Oh, perfect. Esri and Magpie come up to Open Nielsen. Howdy, Asmund. She came back. Oh, good. Ferdinand grins. I'm delighted to hear it. Ferdinand? Esri? How are you? Excellent. Everything's going my way these days. That's good. So, um, Ferdinand has a uh, job offer. Anyone is interested? Pretty high return. So pretty high risk. Of course. What are we talking about returns? We'd be splitting a take between the four of us of 3,000 shins. All right, what's the risk? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the fun part, as I told Ilsen. It's a train heist. And you'll be there on the ground with us. Yes. The way I see this job is I need three excellent thieves and someone who can hit things in case something goes wrong. Can Ilsen hit things if something goes wrong? I'm sure Ilsen is perfectly capable of taking care of herself. I don't hit things. I take them. 
Lovely. All right, when? But he only needed three excellent thieves. Where do you fit in? Magpie. <laughs> no need to confuse your friend. It's this weekend, Esri. I, I think we should actually make a plan this time. Of course you don't go in with plans. We have plans. We should make a better plan this time. <laughs> ah, shall we retire to somewhere a little bit more private to discuss further? Where do you propose? This way. And he starts leading you off in a direction on this tier. And it's farther back. It's farther from the entrance to the stairs or anything like that. So you're going into the cliffs. And he leads you fairly far back until you get to an area that seems to be mostly like warehouses, but not like where the brisker warehouses were or anything like that. Like the public storage areas that probably aren't used much here because they're kind of inconveniently far back. Even like the ceiling of the tier starts sloping down because it clearly didn't want to dig there. It's the kind of thing that you would suspect that this might have been something that was used more while the tier was getting dug out and constructed. But there's not a lot of people around here at all. It's usually fairly quiet around here. Ilsen, mm -hmm. the entire time we're walking, is still keeping an eye out for any uh, shadows. Okay, give me a 18 perception roll. Ezri says, remember to look with your eyes. <laughs> okay, so that makes it a 12. Thank you, Ezri. Uh, 15. Okay, so you note that as you guys get past the area, you think you see like a glimpse of your shadow as you're walking along, but as you get past the majority of like the buildings, you don't see it after that. Okay. Hilsen will casually mention, hey, I, we may be uh, being followed. Are you saying that to Ferdinand? Uh, just quietly to the group. Well, where should we lead them then? Got any handy dead ends for Nand? Oh, they won't come this far. You know who it is? Who? No. That That is what I meant. Where from? Yes. It would, I mean, I didn't expect you to know them personally. Ah. It seems Ilsen has picked up the interest of the ghouls. Yes. Why, why won't they come this far? They never do. But why? My understanding is they have some sort of arrangement out here. With the uh, briskers? With someone. They don't come out there. You'll often see people coming out here for meetings. Mm. Are these... Uh... But the ghouls rarely concern themselves with our kind of business. Unless they need something to arrest you for. Right. I wonder what they find so interesting about you, Ilsen. So weird. From my experience, they seem particularly keen on uh, national security. Mm. Are you a spy, Ilsen? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I didn't think so. You have such a sweet face. Thank you. The warehouses that you described, are they like blank, so to speak? Or is there like any markings for like a business or something like that? Nothing for a business. There's some graffiti on the walls that people have, you know, drawn in chalk and things like that. And they're not like full warehouses. They're more like sheds with ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing way to describe things. <laughs> so Ferdinand, that's a section and he pulls out of his pack an extending baton and he starts drawing in some of the dirt on the ground. A typical screamer has 16 cars, each of three levels. Mm -hmm. That's for passengers, although they're rarely full. There's also three cargo cars to every one. Our cargo is a box of valuable artifacts and weapons. An unusual amount of reinforcements, but worth a lot of money to the right buyer. You'll like this one, Ilsen. This supply, it's heading for ballast. And you would know that ballast 
It's a city, but it's more like a border. Mm -hmm. After they annexed portions of the northern Marduthi border, that was the fort that was established to keep that border defended so that Marduthi couldn't take it back. Uh, good old Balsack. That's what we called Balas. Ah, charming. <laughs> no, it's not. I was being polite. I, uh, no, it's, I'm taking the piss out of it as well. It was a juvenile name that caught on when it shouldn't have. Mm. The screamer will leave from here. At top speed, it will take roughly six hours to reach ballast. But we need to get everything off of there within the first hour. Because after that, it's going to be far too difficult to try to get the material back here. Are we uh, walking it back? or Well, we'll have a cart available to us, but we definitely don't want to try to take a train back. Well, God, that would be a fascinating way to go about it. It can be plan D when everything else fails. Mm -hmm. How long before the screamer leaves will the uh, package be on the uh, train? Like, how much time do we have before it leaves? That I'm not sure on. I will know that because this is reinforcements for ballast, there will be a heavy guard while it's still here in Lave. Once it heads out, the guard detail on it will be much slimmer. Mm -hmm. Only about six soldiers. And are we getting on the screamer as passengers or unofficially? What plan do you propose? I mean, we could try to climb onto the roof and go that way. We could try to get on as passengers. If it is heavily guarded, going on as passengers would at least get us past the guards, but it would put us in a place away from the cargo. So mm. are there attendants on screamers usually? Yeah, there are like essentially conductors that double check everybody's tickets. Okay. It's not like there's full like meal service. People are kind of usually on their own for that. Unless they're very rich. If they're in, like, a first-class passenger car, that's a different story. Right, right. But there's no, like, the air hostess equivalent? No, not in most of the cars. Okay. Even though there's a car that's for, like, first-class service, it's highly unlikely that somebody could afford that unless they're pretty heavy up in a trade organization or a senator or if a government official or a diplomat, that kind of thing. Okay, so this is usually a middle-class to, like, high class kind of the first class service yes somebody who is of a lower class would probably have to save up for a long time to take a screamer unless they're for example being hired to go work separately in which case their employer might pay for passage sure okay and then is it normal for these cards to have guards in them or is that like no everyone in here is usually going to be okay for six hours so let's just yeah passenger cars you're not likely to see much in the way of guards. I mean, there will be like transit guild employees who are maintaining things sure. and keeping order, but it's not going to be the same thing as like having a transit police officer or something like that. Okay. We won't know which cargo car it's going to be in until we see the guard detail. Or if they have decided it, the person offering this job, my contact, didn't have it yet. Okay. Is the screamer here in Lathe now, right now? Uh, the screamer won't get here until later. There's not an enormous number of screamers, so the screamer currently is on its way in somewhere else. They won't assign which screamer it's doing it until it gets closer to the day. Okay. And they know if it needs maintenance or anything like that. I, I don't really know the details. I'm not super educated on the Transit Guild's internal activities. Okay. All right. Uh, Ilsen asks more questions that I'll ask Dan outside of the podcast mostly just like 
details so that I can better have it in my head. Well, I mean, they need to have it in their head, too, the listeners. I mean... Well, it's going to be stuff like, is the Screamer going to be there in, like, the morning? When is it leaving, like, on that day? Do we need to get there? Oh, yeah. Middle of the night? Something like that. It will leave the morning. So this is essentially the weekend. So this is, like, at this point, like, three days away. So it's happening Saturday morning? Essentially. Yeah. Keep our itinerary in check. Today is Wednesday afternoon to evening. Is that about right? Yeah. And the dog show is tomorrow? Or no, it's the dog show on Friday. I also have an interview on Thursday. Yeah, let's say the dog show is actually going to be Sunday, if we're thinking about our days of the week. So we have to rob the train and then go to a dog show. And doesn't Ilson have an appointment to keep? Yeah, on Thursday, so tomorrow. Okay. Why are we so busy? Just hustling. It's a gig economy, man. A job like this, though, you can afford to take some time off afterwards. But we have to bring the small dogs. Uh, No. No. Yes, remember? Dog show after. Remember, you owe me the small dog. That's dogs. the next day. Yes. Literally the next day. We are robbing a train link, getting the small dogs. That's the correct order. But there'll be a whole day between that, you know? No, we're robbing a train, and then the next day, we're getting. We have to be there with small dogs. But I have to be there. Saturday train, Sunday. Yes, but Ferdinand and I have to be at a dog show to represent Dildo. Is Dildo your hyperfixation at the moment? Well, it's more of a... Why would we burn a cover when we don't have to? The lack of small dogs. You can hide a lot of things in small dogs. Or you can hide a lot of things as small dogs. All right, I feel like we're getting off topic. So this train heist. Dan, is there anything else that we should know or that Fernand would tell us? He has a rendezvous point where you guys can go and meet up that he says should be safe for the morning of prior... <laughs> So for scoping out which car it's on by looking at the guard detail, things like that. He does give you the description of a Screamer again. I would say it is unlikely that any of you have ever had a ride on a Screamer. You've been on the Droners because those are in the city Mm -hmm. and things like that. But getting out of the city on a Screamer is something that is probably outside of your guys' usual budgets. Okay, wait, I I have more questions now. All right, so... Say we get on as passengers, what are our tasks then? Okay, well, we'll need to figure out how we can then get out of the passenger car unnoticed, get into the cargo, Uh get past the guards by getting into the cargo. And then I'm sure there's going to be some sort of additional security around it, if not necessarily a physical guard, locks, things like that. We may have to talk our way out of things. And then we need to find a way to get the cargo off the train safely and without being noticed by the guards. Can we get some guard uniforms? Now, there's a thought. Do these guards wear masks? Well, they would in the city. Once they get out of the city, they probably wouldn't wear masks anymore because gas is only a problem in lathe. Gotcha. Okay. And ideally, if we want to avoid getting chased to increase our chances, we would hope that the screamer when we get out of there, just continues on until it reaches its destination, which will give us an easy five hours to get back to lathe and secure the merchandise. <laughs> Who inspects the cargo? The Transit Guild has to approve any cargo it's carrying. It has to be sold there. But this is a military resupply, so... Primarily, the inspection of the cargo would be done by the military when it's on board and then when it is received on the other end. The Transit Guild will double-check that the cargo is as listed on the manifest. 
but that will be relatively perfunctory for a supply like this, something that's funded by the Imperial House. Ferdinand, do you know somebody who could forge a transit guild pin? And if they need a, like, real sample or a real example of it, and Ilsen will pull out the transit guild pin that she pulled off of a body sometime in the first ten episodes. Ferdinand grins at you. Oh, Ilsen, you are full of surprises. I do my best. I don't think forging something like that would be too difficult. I mean, the pattern itself is simple if somebody had the materials to spare. I certainly know individuals who could do it. The challenge will be is convincing them to make a transit guild pin. You seem like a smooth talker. Well, thank you. That's very sweet of you to say, Esri. Your kindness and generosity knows no bounds. It does. <laughs> All we need is three, and then we have our disguises that could at least get us back into the uh, cargo. It's less a question of if they have the material or capability. It's just if they're willing to take the risk of being seen done something untoward for the Transit Guild. But I'm sure they could be properly motivated. How many shins would properly motivate them? For a risk like this, roughly 200. Magpie, you have 200 shins? Mm-hmm. No. You sold that artifact for nothing? For the most expensive artifact in the city? I have 170. I have 50. So that was the thing, because Magpie didn't steal it to sell it. It was a contract job. Oh, okay. So there was an agreed-upon fee in advance. I have 11. Something's never changed with my characters. Never any money. <laughs> Why do I always have all the money? How does that work? If you want, I can supply the payment, but I would expect that to be reimbursed out of your collective shares. <clears throat> you don't need a pin? We're only making three. So that we have a total of four. Reimbursed out of our shares minus the cost of your pin. Fair enough. So 150 shins from your share. Yes, 50 shins each. Sounds good to me. Excellent. That doesn't seem to be three parts of 200. So we get onto the... What? 200 divided by three. 200 minus one part divided by three. So basically we're all paying 50 bucks for a pin and Ferdinand is fronting it and we're going to give him 50 each after the job. Yeah. Some of that money is the collective money just to get the person to agree to do it, not just like the cost per pin. There. So there's a certain chunk of funds that is just to get them to agree to do it in the first place. Fine. I'll need to take the sample to them so they can make sure it matches. Of course. They'll send hands over the transit guild pin. 150 shins if you lose it. Understood. He whirls the pin in his hands for a second, and then there's a movement of his fingers and you don't see it anymore. Excellent. And you want transit guild uniforms, I take it? We don't need them, yes. I would like a guard's uniform. Oh, a military uniform. Well, or a transit guild guard's uniform. Don't they have non-guard uniforms, is what I'm getting at? Well, yes. I mean, you'll, the guards will definitely be imperial military for the cargo itself. And then transit guild uniforms will be for people that want to appear like they're working on the train or if they're traveling guild members. I'll take an imperial military uniform if you can find one. Those are easy because those go missing all the time. I know. <laughs> Ezra looks down at her clothes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. That I can get you for five shins. Ezra will hand over the five shins up front. Excellent. He disappears it into another pocket somewhere. A moderately respectable rank. The higher the rank, the more difficult it will be to gather. Don't you just need the pins? Can we get like a step above front? Just so in case we have to order somebody around, Ezri has enough rank to at least make them consider. It would be like sergeant and then like your varying degrees of sergeant and then like lieutenant, captain, whatever after that. 
All right, so we have a way on, we have a way into the back. Do we know anything about where it is being held? Any convenient large windows, anything like that? Oh, you mean before it gets on the train? Uh, no, 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 I meant uh, on the train. It's uh, the cargo space. The cargo space typically doesn't have windows, but there will be maintenance hatches on the roof. And beneath the train, I suppose. And we should assume guards. Guards will definitely be at the doors. If there are going to be guards inside the actual cargo container, that will be uh, an even smaller number. I know for sure there will be at least three guards at every door. I can't imagine them deploying more than three inside the cargo cart. Buck, we're going to need papers. I'm going to need fake papers, because the sand cannot leave the city. How much, Ferdinand? So, what kind of uh, papers are you looking for, Ilsen? I Well, what papers do we need to get onto the Screamer? To get onto the Screamer, you just need tickets. Okay, so they don't need to check us at all? No, as long as the tickets are valid, you can get on. Unless you were trying to go into a higher class thing, in which case they would get more suspicious, because security is more important to those riders. Okay. Just ID identification papers, I think, in case we get asked to show them by one of the many guards. Okay, forged identity papers. It's probably five shins each. I have my own supply for myself, but... Would Magpie have her own supply? No, we didn't establish that yet. Ilsen, can I borrow five shins? (laughs) Ilsen will hand over ten shins for fake papers. Okay. Magpie, do you need papers? Fine. Okay, five shins. Could I trade you monster parts? Why would I want monster parts? They're poisonous. Acidic blood. It's very good at melting everything. No, thank you. I'm not hungry. Well, uh, hold on. We need to put a pin in that. But actually, that acid might be useful to uh, open up a hatch or a locked door. Mm. Is there any way we can collect that? How long does it stay chemically active? Probably just need to add water or something. Okay, since we researched this. Not long. We'll find out, won't we? It's acid. There's something in the air that's, like, neutralizing it? Well, so it stops at a certain point. Like, it eats things around it until it wears itself out. Yeah, but if we have a container that's, like, keeping it from eating its surroundings... That'd be expensive to make. Bagpie's gonna go back to a pile of slush. So this is what I'm gonna say. The body parts you have probably can't harvest active acid from. It's been too long already. You would have to kill another of those BCs to get more acid like that, and then harvest the acid correctly. Which is an option. You have several days to get ready for this. We have taken a nap. (laughs) What do you think? You know there's at least one more. And it would solve a problem. Yeah, it'll send turns to Ezri as she's the only one that can kill those things. I need to take a nap before I even think about that. Fair enough. We get the caustic blood, 50 shins. But if we can't get the blood, then we still need a way out of the cargo space. Mm-hmm. You need a way out of the cargo space. We all need a way out of the cargo space. Oh, and Magpie, please remember to, whether it's mask or some other disguise, you definitely don't want to show your face on a train. Oh, it would be funny, though. No. Normally I'd say yes, but not when it risks our collective necks. Then throw in a mask for free, here's five shins. Mask is part of the uniform, it makes sense to me. You're going to get five shins? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll acquire one. Anything else? Schematics of a screamer. <sighs> Harder to come by, but possible. And we're going to have to case it, I mean. Hmm. Are all screamers basically the same? As far as I'm aware, yes. It seems like passenger cars are relatively standardized, as are the cargo cars. There doesn't seem to have been much variation, at least from the exterior that I've seen. All right. Getting some schematics will take some work, but it's possible. 
If people are willing to split the cost between us of 40 shins is probably what it will cost us to acquire something like that. Done. 40 total or 40 each? 40 total, so 10 each. I'm going to need you to take that off the back end, Ferdinand. All right. 10 off of Ezri's share. I'll set hands over 10. Magpie? Mm-hmm. 10 shins. Bye. All right. Otherwise, I say we determine like where along the track we want to try and, and get these goods out of the screamer. See what that looks like. That I can provide you a few of those locations, because obviously we'll have to arrange for the cart to be there waiting for us. I can arrange that. And he basically shows you, like, where in the tracks. Like, he said it had to be done within the first hour. And so, even though you guys will have a cart to move it, he knows it won't necessarily be precise, but he can show you, like, the ideal stretch of track where you really want to be off the train with the material on a map, essentially. The trains are going to be fast enough that you're not going to be able to, like, walk out to it and come back very easily. Otherwise, I say we should get some ciphers. We can go shopping. We can do this, but get some additional equipment. Mm -hmm. Well, we still need to figure out how we're getting out of the cargo space. It seems like the maintenance hatch is the best option, but how do we... Are we going to be easily able to open them from the inside? Yes. I mean, presumably, yes. I mean, and obviously they have to get cargo in and out. So there are the cargo doors, but those are going to be opening one of those while the train is moving is a little big. But that might be a good way to get them out. <laughs> I don't know if the cargo itself will fit through the maintenance hatches. At least not all in the same crate. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we need to find a cipher or something that's going to get the uh, boxes off the uh, train safely. Some bags, a crowbar, some cuffs or additional rope, mm-hmm. first aid kits. That's right. All easy enough to acquire. Not anything you need from me. It's not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when do we want to reconvene to discuss Friday? Yes, I'll need at least until then to acquire all these materials, particularly like the forged materials. Do you want to find us on Friday or do you want to meet here? Uh, let's meet back here. At least this way, Ilson's shadows won't come this far. Good idea. Okay. What time? This is probably where Ilson will also... Wait, does Esri actually know that Ilson has a tracker situation? You know that something was pulled out of her, and Ilson suspected it was some sort of tracker. That'll probably have to be left back here somewhere. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to spend a few days trying to figure out where Ilson will be Saturday morning. Ah, good idea. Yes, you'll definitely want to shake your shadow before we get on the train. Mm-hmm. I have a couple ideas. Excellent. Excellent. Well, in that case, I'll leave you to it. It was lovely to have talked with you all. I love seeing your faces. And I just, I feel great about this partnership. And he grins and turns and starts walking back towards the more populated area of the tier. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm going to go back to the base and take a nap. I'm going to do the same. Obviously not at the base, but... You're up in your secret house? Yeah. Magpie, what are you doing? Mm, I don't know yet. We're, I'm taking a nap. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bed. A nap sounds great, actually. For 10 hours. All right. Break. That'd be a good idea. Mm. We've got a lot of stuff going on over the next few days. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. As you guys break, I will tell you something that I meant to say right after the recap, but forgot. You all have another 2 XP. Yes! I fucking knew it was coming soon! Because <gasps> I was going to ask. No. <laughs> yes. I, it <laughs> felt XPE. I was like, I feel like we've earned some. We were going to demand. I mean, what? Thank you, Daniel. Oh, that's four I got. What do I want to do with it? I'm definitely putting mine in now, but it's not canon until after the nap. It doesn't really matter. It matters to me. 
You got to sleep in the bedroll to level up. <laughs> what are you spending it on? I'm taking the boring and correct option of getting another edge. That's what I did with mm. my original four. Now I have three. Are you putting your edge in speed or what? Yep, put it in speed so now I don't have to pay for fleet of foot. Nice. Once again, torn between plus four to stat pools or a skill. I mean, we do have a heist coming up, so it would be a bad time to think of a good skill. Like running. Running. Do you have persuasion? Does anybody have persuasion? Yes, because Esri leads, she has natural charisma. So she's trained in any social interaction. Okay. And Magpie can peacefully open communication. Yeah. Okay, so we got talking. We got talking covered. Mm -hmm. I mean, the funny thing is I originally designed this character as a very helpful person who will help people. And every time I play her, I'm just like, nah, she an asshole. (laughs) 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 You wanted help? No, here's an asshole. (laughs) Okay. So, Ilsen, I assume you're going home to sleep. Yes. She's going to write a little bit of her article, but then she falls right asleep. And Magpie, are you going to the Enclave or are you going back to your home? Her home. Just in case we get more missions. Okay, so you go back to your home. Yeah. Wait, wait. Did Ilsen tell Ezri where Yasmin was? Or is she going to? We did say we found her. You told her that Yasmin came home. I just want to know if Ezri has that piece of information or not. Not about the funny stuff, no. I think Ilsen would have mentioned at some point that Yasmin was seen coming off the stairs. Yep. Okay, so she knows about the stairs, though. So on the way back, Ezri's going to buy some rope and a couple grappling hooks. Wait, can she afford that? Good question. Maybe one grappling hook. (laughs) You can also, if you want to say you borrowed some money from Magpie. Okay, I will say that. How much are you borrowing? Rope is two shins. Ezri borrows five shins. No, she wants two grappling hooks. Two ropes. So she borrows ten shins. Actually, Ezri can just do some of the shopping if... In general, too. But we can talk We can talk about exactly what we buy for the mission some other time. But mm. 20 shins, though. Right? Okay. Grabbing a first aid kit. Uh, good call. Good call. Mm. So, Ilsen, you get back home, work on your article, and then pass out. Yep. And Magpie, you get back to your home. Everything seems normal, except for there is a note sitting on your bed. Good. She reads the note. It says, tomorrow, 2 p.m., sharp. And it's just signed with an S, which you know would be singlet. She just sighs and goes to sleep. Esri, you get back to the Enclave. Esri takes the bag with the two ropes, two grappling hooks, and the first aid kit. And she sets it on top of Yasmin's bedroll. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to sleep. You put it on Yasmin's bedroll. Because if Yasmin's going out on the stairs, she should have a couple ropes, a couple grappling hooks, and a first aid kit. Okay. (laughs) She have protection. Ah. Protection is important. If Yasmin's there, she just says, this is for you, taking a nap. Esri's the cool mom. Esri's not a mom, I think, is probably no. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Esri's <laughs> the cool aunt. There we go. Oh, yeah. And Tibu's the mom. Or maybe like the cool older sister to... Oh, Esri's sending a message that she knows, too. It's not all... Yeah. Like the cool aunt. I know what you're doing. I'm not going to stop you, but be safe about it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And Tibu's going to be all like, no. Yasmin isn't at her bedroll when you drop it off. Tibu does see you drop it off and kind of raises an eyebrow as a question, but she doesn't approach you about it. Ezreal's just mouth later and then go to bed. Ezreal, you go to bed. You are standing in one of the tunnels. There is a fuzziness to the air. It's almost like everything is a little bit blurry. Like if only you could rub some more sleep out of your eyes, it would be clear. But when you try to rub your eyes, it doesn't get any clearer. There is a faint light approaching 
from farther down the tunnel. Like a train? <laughs> no, like as if a person was holding a light, but you can't see the person. Who's there? You hear your own voice echoing back. Who's there? Weird. Um, Ezri will move toward the light. You move towards the light. Continues approaching. It's very distant. It's like somehow like more distant than you expected from what you saw. Interesting. But it's still coming towards you. She's just going to keep running faster and faster. I'm just trying to get there quicker. Okay. You run faster and faster, and you reach where you think the light is. And as you get closer, the light seems to be suspended from something, which doesn't make sense. It's like something fell and it's sitting there. You could have sworn it was coming towards you. And there is a body on the ground next to it, laying in a pool of blood. Who is it? It looks like a young woman, but they're flipped over. You can't see their face. As returns the young woman over. It's Yasmin. Fucking knew it. Deep bruises on her face. And for a moment, she's just there. That a purplish tongue extruding slightly from her mouth. And then her eyes light up green. And she inhales. <gasps> and she says, they're coming for you. They're going to dig and dig until they find you. And that's where we'll end this episode. No! Sam said something about this episode. We need to get Ezri to a therapist. My favorite thing. I hope it's as interesting to listen to as it was to play through. I really like the planning. I like doing that in TTRPGs. Mm -hmm. So that was my favorite thing. I know it's not super action-packed, but it's fun. It's fun. And yes, you get your train heist. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Yes. That was Samson's one request for this campaign that it had to I happen. Just, I just want to train heist. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Alex, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? So imagine this, listeners. You just had a really long week at work, and you're like, I'm just going to try this thing that I impulse bought off of Instagram. And you go, and you make yourself some soup dumplings, and then you're angry. You're angry how good they are. Because that was me last night. I made these soup dumplings where I was just like, eh, they'll just be okay. I'm used to frozen dumplings. They'll be meh, but they're food that I can eat. I was so angry that they were so good. Send me that freaking link right now. <laughs> so I'm going to recommend them. They're the, the company has rebranded and the name is Mila. So not only do they sell soup dumplings, they sell dipping sauces, noodles, and ice cream. All frozen. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I've seen ads for these. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> You're just like, oh, they can't be as good as the ads say. No, they are. They I are. had soup dumplings for the first time ever when I was visiting Toronto, and I've dreamed of them ever since. 50 pieces for 40 bucks. What? <laughs> so what I did was I was just like, you know what? Well, they're like a little bit bigger than a U.S. quarter. Oh, okay. Cute. And so... What I, I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try the full experience, which is their most expensive pack because why the fuck not? And so you get the variety pack of noodles, one type of dumplings. I got the ground pork and ice cream, which they sent me rose and lychee and a steamer basket. I already have one, a smaller one. So I now have two steamer baskets. Kind of cool. And so it's actually really easy. You just steam them on the stove top for like 11 minutes let them sit and then you have delicious soup dumplings and you're i'm just so confused at how they're so good <laughs> mm. and 
I'm going to resist the idea of eating them all right now. I haven't tried the noodles yet, but if they're anything like these soup dumplings, I'm going to once again be angry by how good they are. Do you need to have a steamer basket for them to be good, or can you kind of steam them however? They've shown a way to steam them like in a fry pan, Okay, and then they get the crispy bottom. Like The skin on their dumplings has good enough integrity that you can do that. Okay. Nice. Oh, like right. So you just fry them in water, essentially, mm-hmm. with a cover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like you do with gyoza. I know. They, yeah, it basically it's like a little soup gyoza. They come on dry ice, and it's really neat because if you've seen some of their ads, they guarantee that you're not going to get soup dumplings that are stuck together. Huh. So they aren't stuck together. Like, I opened the thing, and I was expecting, oh, they're going to be stuck together. No, they're all, like, loosey-goosey in the thing, not stuck together, perfectly ready to go. Nice. I know. It's amazing. So it's a pricey treat, but you're saying it's worth it. Yes. And like the, so if you have a bamboo steamer, I hope you're lining it. And the dumplings (gasps) come with the like liners for the steamer inside the bag. So it's not like you're going to have to order more of them. It's in there. Nice. And you just have to pull it out and be like, ha ha ha. This is a bitch to find liners. But yeah, I recommend Mila for the soup dumplings and probably noodles. Hmm. Dumpling sauces are pretty good too. Nice. Okay. Add to cart. I'll eat the hell out of some dumplings. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I even got their little stupid little, it's not stupid, it's amazing, bowl for the dumplings. And it works. Oh, the dipping yeah. bowls? So cute. Oh, okay. Cool. A lot. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of Mila's dumplings or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, we have a website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, someone like Mila could find our socials and see that we are on Mastodon at explorerswanted at dice.camp. We have a Explorers Wanted space reserved on Blue Sky, but eh, Mastodon or Instagram, Facebook, where we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. But the best place to talk to us is our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. So come there. And if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is a great place to support the podcast. And please use our Dice Philly code when you buy stuff from Die Hard Dice. Explorers Wanted at checkout and you get 10% off your order. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you can do for us, and I mean this sincerely, is tell your friends. Tell them what you like about the show and why they should listen to it. Podcasts grow by word of mouth. Most of our listeners have found us that way. Second best thing you can do is to leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory. It makes such a difference when people are searching for a new podcast. If people just search for actual plays, there's so many of them out there. Mm. There's less Numenera ones, but even if they're just looking for actual plays, it helps if people know that there's people out there who like the show. We have about 25 of those across various networks. We'd love more because we'd like to share our game and our stories. And uh, we hope more people get interested in games like Numenera along the way. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't like the podcast or if you just thought it was meh, well, I know sometimes you feel like you're holding on with just your fingernails but it doesn't have to be that way after all the hardest part of letting go it's what awaits you at the end of the long drop below if you want to reach out to us individually on social media you can do so you can find me on mastodon as daniel at anderlich a-n-d-r-l-i-k dot org you can find me on our discord i'm stace windu yeah i think that's my mantra when i'm like on the toilet and you know really pushing I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. Fucking soup dumplings. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm Tea with a Unicorn <laughs> on Instagram. 
Twitch, and Threads. That's what that's called. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good day, night, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. bye.